Welcome to the Big If. Hey, oh my goodness. We're back. And just like that. Just like that. People thought they got rid of us. No. No, we just haven't been posting our episodes. <laughs> we got a we got a full backlog of episodes. Yeah, it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit crazy over here. Yeah, well, it's good. We got a lot of content banked up. We're going to our the big ifsters are going to just I think come fall time, they're just going to have tons of big ifs to catch up on. A wealth of ifin out there. Hey, uh, entertain our listeners in Belgium for like 15 seconds while I go and retrieve my notebook. I would love to. Welcome back to the big if. I am your co-host, D'Angelo. My co-host that you just heard a moment ago, that would be my my great friend, Luther. Luther, of course, stationed out in Napa Valley, California. Meanwhile, D'Angelo here coming to you from from bright and sunny St. Louis, Missouri. Flyover country. Flyover country. You know, that's my friend's, uh, that's the literally the label uh, is of his cider is flyovers. Yeah. Is that a, is that an homage to the great city of St. Louis? Uh, to the Midwest in general, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, so he decided he wanted to, uh, during COVID, he wanted to launch his own cider label with his buddy. Yeah. Uh, he's also a Missourian. And um, he hit me up and he's like, hey, I'm just, we're thinking about names. We want to honor our kind of our Midwest roots. And I was like, sweet, sweet. Let me think about this. And I was thinking like Ope cider or stuff like that, you know, like little references. And then my wife came home. And I told her about it, and the first thing that came out of her mouth was like, oh, flyover. And that's the story of how it was named. I like that, too, because if you're doing some work with them with your camera, doing some drone yeah. stuff, it's kind of a double entendre there. I would love to do drone stuff with with them. Um, I need to be there when they're like actually picking the apples. Now, you've done... You've done some traveling in your day. You've probably been through and seen a good amount of airports. Where would you say Lambert International Airport in St. Louis ranks in terms of airports throughout the country? Um, I'd put it like squarely in the middle tier. You know, it's a uh, it's an it's a good airport. It's not. I wouldn't call it a trashy airport like. Uh, like some some of them but it's like right in the middle tier you know for an international yeah fine uh what just off the top of your head what would you say is your favorite airport to fly into or out of for some reason like when you land there you're like ah i kind of like it here are there any that stand out yeah we're currently sacramento airport is tops okay easy to get in easy to get out feels clean um it's not like overwhelmingly large it's it's uh yeah it's a good damn airport um i i know people have there's like rumors about ghosts and everything involved and and um the denver airport yeah underground tunnels or whatever but i've heard a little bit of that i like the denver airport i just like denver in general me too. Denver's a fucking good city. 
Yeah, I haven't been there in a little bit, but I, I've been there a, a time or two. I've always enjoyed my time there. Uh, speaking of airports, and I don't know if we want to just tease this for now or if we want to dive right in, but there no, is... We have, let's A block it, whatever's on your mind. Okay, because there is a story that uh, I first saw the video, I feel like back in the beginning of the summer, and in the TikTok world, it uh, it saturated the TikTok market there for a little bit, but I still don't feel like it had the mainstream uh, momentum that it currently has, and that would be uh, Tiffany Gomez, a.k.a. the... This motherfucker is not real, lady. Are you you're familiar with this? Yeah, yeah. Primarily through you, um, I saw your your tribute, uh, which was fucking hilarious. By the way, thank uh, you. But, uh, only I, I, she was brought to my attention through you, and then you texted about the airport lady this morning. Yeah, I am just absolutely captivated by this story on multiple yeah. levels. Okay. Um. And I guess I'm just going to go back to the beginning and try to give out some Cliff Notes versions for those that may be like my boy Luther here and maybe just have like a, a very basic knowledge or maybe no knowledge at all of what we're talking about. So back at the beginning of the summer, video surfaced of this woman who at the time was nameless um, on an American Airlines flight. And I'm not even sure where it was departing from, but I believe it was going to Orlando, if I'm not mistaken. That part's not really important. But the video starts and it shows this mid 30s um, woman kind of freaking out a little bit. And she comes storming down the aisle. Everybody else is seated and she is insisting that she needs to get off this plane. And um, she's frantic. Uh, yeah. You can tell that she's obviously going through something. And she's looking back at the back of the plane and she and I'm going to butcher this. So I'm just going <clears> to, <throat> again, cliff notes and kind of summarize. But she says, if you all want to stay on this plane and die, that's fine. But I'm not going to um, that motherfucker. That motherfucker back there is not real. And she was referring to somebody on the back of the plane. And first thought a lot of people had is this woman is obviously intoxicated but sure. if you if you watch the video, she does not stammer or stumble her way down the aisle like someone who is intoxicated. She doesn't slur her speech. And in well, my opinion, intoxicated by alcohol, right? Correct. Um, she doesn't speak like someone who is drunk. Um, and in my opinion, in this original video, she sounded and looked like someone who was genuinely fearful of something she had seen or come across um so this video goes viral at the beginning of the summer and right away i was completely enamored with this woman um what was it was it the circumstances of her outburst she's attractive there's no doubt about that uh oh, she it's her, it's her physical prowess yeah, so physically, I found her to be incredibly attractive. Had her hair pulled back into a bun, big hoop earrings, um, a sleeveless black shirt on. She looked like she's in relatively good shape. Um, maybe there's something there. Maybe you, maybe you uh, reach out to her. 
Yeah. So I was immediately enamored with her. And but at this time, she she didn't have a name. Nobody really knew anything about her. She was just the crazy lady with from the American Airlines flight saying this motherfucker is not real. A lot of good memes, a lot of good, uh, you know, video spoofs came out about it. Um, Did did the um, motherfucker speak out who she was referencing? Not that I'm aware of. There was some people online that would make response videos claiming that they were either on the flight. I think one guy even said that he was the motherfucker that she was referring to. But I think that was debunked. People will say and do anything on the Internet for Carrot, Carrot Top or something was on the flight. Or I do actually think Carrot Top at one point said he was on the flight. I'm surprised we haven't heard more from him. <sighs> Maybe he's the one who slipped her something that made her uh, trip. So the you know the last month or two passes and a lot of you know videos out there on TikTok and in my opinion I don't watch a lot of news I might peruse some of the news websites just seeing what's going on out there but primarily the only place that I had seen or heard of any of this was on TikTok but that was until this past weekend when. I think it was posted by TMZ said that the crazy airplane lady speaks out. They named her. Her name's Tiffany Gomez, G-O-M-A-S. She, I believe, is a marketing executive from Dallas, the Dallas area. I believe she's our age. I think she's 38 years old. And this video surfaces of a woman, an attractive woman, basically just coming out and giving a very vague nondescript apology um i apologize i i have a bad everybody has bad days and unfortunately mine was captured uh, for all the world to see on the internet um Mm. my my use of profanity was inappropriate and i'm sorry if you were on that flight and had kids that were probably frightened and didn't know what was going on at no point in this apology video did she address what she saw um address what maybe made her think she saw something that she hadn't seen she didn't all she did was apologize and say everybody has bad days my bad so and so and when i see when i saw this apology video and i'm not a tinfoil hat conspiracy theory guy but immediately i started feeling like something just seems off it almost seemed like at first i wasn't even sure that it was her because i mean i guess there's some similarities between the original video lady and the apology video lady but in my opinion, they didn't look all that much alike. Um, well, I probably look different making my, producing my own video than being filmed by a stranger. Sure. Um, but now I've st- more makeup or something, maybe in her apology video, or very well could be. And at the uh, so at the end of the apology video. After the screen cuts away from her, it goes to a black screen with some white text and it it says something about wanting to turn this into something good and uh, maybe something about anti-bullying campaign. And it gave a website, TiffanyGomez.com or something of that nature. So then more and more videos of people on TikTok talking about this have come out in the last few days and i saw one last night that was incredibly interesting and it showed that on the instagram account that is that that is in this tiffany gomez's name it has a blue check mark i know that's not you know you can just pay for that these days and it doesn't necessarily verify anything but for instagram you can do that 
I thought so. I'm going to find but out how much that costs, but keep going. In some of Tiffany Gomez's Instagram pictures, which, my God, does she look good in some of those pictures, uh, she has um, like a cursive writing calligraphy style tattoo on her forearm slash wrist. In the video from the plane and from the airport, there is no tattoo to be mm. found. Wow. And she's, you can see her, you can see the same areas. She's not wearing a long sleeve tee or anything. No, she's sleeveless in the airport and airplane videos. Wow. Okay. Also, somebody involved in IT did a little digging. And I guess through the IP address or some sort of address, it's like a bunch of random numbers with periods and stuff. They traced her website that was listed at the end of this apology video um maybe to washington dc okay and then i thought i saw something else where maybe something was traced to some at some sort of like military base i believe it was in ohio okay nothing seemed to direct this website to her home area of dallas texas and last i'm sorry you have a dallas accent like a like a southern accent um, nothing that really stood out to me all that much. She have big hair and, and, and earrings. She what? You have like big Dallas hair and earrings. No, no, not, not in the least. Um, no. but yeah, so something just seems a little fishy to me and I can't put my finger on it. I can't wait to see how this thing plays out. I'm absolutely smitten with both the freak out video woman, whoever that is. And the apology video woman, they're both incredibly attractive. And whether they're the same woman or different women, I have, I've really started to feel like Tiffany has shown me what it is to love again. And I, I don't know how to get in contact with her. Perhaps connect those dots for me if you can, because that was that was a big jump right there. Which dots would that be, sir? Well, she, uh, you. You've seen these videos. You've followed these videos. You've parodied uh, this video. Yeah. Now you know how to love again. Is it just her attractiveness and that uh, is is speaking to your heart? I think there's something to be said. I mean, obviously, I I love I love pretty pretty girls, pretty women, beautiful <laughs> oh, women. Yeah. They've definitely got an advantage over ugly women. I'll say that. So her level of attractiveness definitely set off some alarms for me at the beginning. But if I'm being completely self-aware and honest with both you and the listeners, I think that it would be disingenuous for me to not lend some credence to her craziness. And I think there's something about the the perceived craziness of the woman in the video that has me just head over heels and you know since since my divorce uh there has not been a lot of romantic feelings towards any parties and necessarily i mean i maybe had a little crush on our girl cassie but i didn't love cassie but i feel like i i i think i might i think i might love tiffany well, have you made any efforts of reaching out to this 
this woman? Well, I did tag her in the spoof video that we made for the restaurant. Um, I don't, it got a couple thousand, few thousand views. I think the last time I looked, we were up at around 6K. Um, I don't know that any of those 6,000 were the account that I tagged. Again, I don't even know if the account that I tagged is 100% indeed the woman on the plane. I can only go by what TMZ and the New York Post and all these media outlets have They've tried to connect the dots some ways, and I don't know if they actually connect, but I have not because this woman in between the original freak out video on the plane and the apology video uh, at the end of the weekend, I had not seen or heard and nor had anybody else anything from this woman. She had kind of gone radio silent and didn't really seem to have much of a social media presence. and some people have said, oh, well, she's a she's a high-level marketing executive in Texas. This is all like a, a meta marketing play, which I understand. But also, like, there's a difference between having a viral freak-out video at a shopping mall or yeah, in a Walmart co- compared to getting yourself thrown off of a plane for some sort of internet clout. I don't know the laws, but I would think that could be some sort of federal offense because the plane had to actually come back – it was starting to taxi to take off. And when she did this, it had to come back to the gate. They kicked her off and they made all the other passengers get off and go back through security. You're fu- that I mean, I don't know if that's domestic terrorism or what, but that seems like a lot for just a little bit of Internet clout. So I don't know if I'm buying the the whole multi or the whole meta marketing thing. That is a lot. Uh, and I, I'm curious if she was arrested for that. Yeah, I'm not sure, because like I said, she had kind of gone away. Nobody had seen or heard from her until this apology video. And now that I've seen this apology video, I've compared the two women. I am not I'm not sure if I feel like it's the same woman or not. It feels like something is amiss here, and I I just don't know what it is. Well, what if um, just by stroke of luck? Uh, Tiffany had showed up at your door. Yes. And it turns out she's an identical twin. And she said, the woman that you fell in love with is my twin, but I am in love with you. Which one would you pick? Probably the one that's in love with me. Okay, so she's right there at your door, too. So that's... But you you didn't fall in love with her. You fell in love with her twin. If they look... If they're identical... If they're identical twins... their attractiveness is the same, you're saying? Yeah, and while I do think some crazy has the potential to be fun in, like, for an evening, for a weekend... You said that it's her craziness that does it for you, too. Yeah. But I don't think recording here. What'd you say? We've got you on recording here. That's true. I can't. There's no denying that. Can't pull back on them. But if this, if if that attractive of a woman shows up at my door and says, "I have feelings for you," I'm gonna pursue those feelings, crazy or not. Okay, that's all I needed to know. But I, I, it does, uh, it is interesting how, um, 
how involved you you feel with with this particular case. Uh, obviously, it has captured the attention of TikTok, um, but your personal uh, um, stake in this seems very high. Yeah, and I I am one hundred percent single right now. I'm not oh, tied. Yeah. I'm not tied to anyone as of this recording. As of this recording, um, but I and I, uh, you know, I say and do some things that are maybe at times a little bit embellished. I think we could all agree on that. Okay. But but if I was in a newish. I'm not looking to like cheat on a wife or anything. I'm not, that's not me. That's not the kind of guy I am. I, I, okay. Me neither. But if I was in a newish relationship, maybe like a month or a couple months, and that woman showed up at my door, I would end that other relationship, no questions asked, to be with wow. Tiffany. Wow. Um, question. Yeah. I am taking questions. Here's a big if for you. Yes, good for us. Good for us. Uh, In the A A block of all blocks, too. We're actually getting to it. Let's say you and Tiffany Gomez, not her twin, the real Tiffany Gomez, strike up a conversation, which turns into a relationship, and there's some flirtiness going on, maybe long distance. She says... I want you to move to Dallas and um, I'm going to take care of you. And you're like, okay, I'm doing this. And as the years go by, things progress and like you really realize like you two are made for each other. Yeah. So you start planning a wedding. Um, It's the wedding of Tiffany's dreams. You know, there's a long, uh, she's got a long dress, a beautiful veil, you know, flowers everywhere surrounded by your friends loved ones family uh, maybe even distant cousins and there you are on your wedding day with tiffany gomez standing at the front of the aisle she gets to like the the walk the march or whatever they call it and she has the exact same episode as she had on the plane but you're the motherfucker what if that happened? What would you do? Uh, those kind of situations tend to make me uncomfortable. And I feel like it would be in my personality to to need to bring a little levity to the situation. So I would probably look out to our loved ones, to our friends and family and be like, known. here we go again, guys. <laughs> oh, man. All those. Tiffany, distant- Tiffany, you rascal. Oh. Get over here and marry me. <laughs> well i like it i think it's great i uh and i you know we're we're joking around and having a little fun about this no this is this is a serious conversation but i uh and i fall i fall quickly and i fall easily and sometimes those feelings last for days sometimes they last for weeks Sometimes they last for about 10 years and then you have the rug pulled out from under you. But in this case, I, I, there is something about this Tiffany woman and I am enamored with her and I, I would not, 
I love my parents dearly and I love my dog and I love a couple of my really good friends. But beyond that, I would give up a lot to be with her. I think if I'm being real. Um, do you think her apology video, uh, I haven't seen this, but do you think her apology video, um, would it feel authentic? Was it right for you? Like, did that cement that I would, I would give it all up? No, if anything, it confused me even more just because <laughs> like I said, it's, uh, it seemed very much so like it, there was something up with it from the, from the first time I saw it whether it was not the same woman or whether like there was a government agent standing on the other side of the camera, like holding a gun to her best friend's head or something. It, it almost seemed like a hostage video of sorts. Mm -hmm. Can I just, I know this is terrible podcasting, but I just want to, I'm going to hold this up to the screen. And this is, this is from Tiffany Gomez's, uh, the Instagram that is, Linked. Oh, remind me to tell you something about TMZ once I get done with this, because this seems important too. But I'm just going to show you a couple pictures, some candid shots of Miss Gomez from her Instagram. This is from September of 2021. Okay, she's in a bathing suit with a truly in her left hand. She's got uh, sunglasses see, on. Got sunglasses. I don't see tattoos. Oh yeah, she did the whole the whole head cock situation. Yeah, she's a very she's an empirically attractive female. I want to see if I can find the tattoo. Um, I'm feeling that hat, by the way. Mine. Yeah, I just got it today. I needed a new hat for uh for Vegas. I leave at this time next week. I will be in Sin City, baby. Wow, how many? Uh, you think you'll be able to count all your sins on one hand in that city? Uh, it's hard to say i don't know about that i plan on sending quite a bit out there i'm not seeing maybe that i don't know i don't see any tattoos just as i peruse a little bit here but let me tell you this too and again you know how oh here we go found the tat um she is in the yellow shirt here in the front mm -hmm. and yeah. the hand the hand that's on her knee can you see the tattoo uh i can see a mark but i can't make it out right uh but yeah there was there didn't seem to be any tattoos in the in the airplane episode here's one more interesting little wrinkle that i saw regarding this apology video so the apology video i think was posted maybe sunday morning from tmz at like maybe 1 a.m okay the apology video itself was not posted on the Tiffany Gomez Twitter account until 13 hours later. So maybe um, maybe she contacted TMZ herself. I mean, she's a marketing professional with some, you know, PR chops or something. She might have contacted TMZ and said, hey, I've got a valuable story here. Do you want to do you want first rights to it? That seems like something TMZ would eat up. For sure. There's still a lot of questions that are left to be answered. I'm a completely intrigued. I'm all in on this. Um, how did you think I portrayed her in the spoof video that we made? Did I, you know, I know you're just 
not completely familiar with the story, but did you feel like I did that justice in my performance? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I would probably have to watch her video compare again, like for better notes. But what really struck me was were the hoop earrings. Um, that was my favorite part of it. Outside of the concept itself, um, which was just tops. And I'm sitting there think I'm watching this thinking to myself. Yeah, I'm watching this thinking to myself, why didn't he get into advertising to start? I actually was thinking about that last night because I have over the last year and a half or so tapped into my more creative side with some of the videos and the content I make. Yeah, that's that's a muscle, man. You just keep using it. It keeps getting better. And I feel like I should have gotten involved in a career that may have allowed me to be a little more creative. Hey, you know, it's happening late, so better late than never. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell wasn't uh, cast in the office until like, what, age 50, 45? I'm not sure. You're the one that got me into the office, so I'm going to just... I know. I know. I know. I think he got his break earlier, like on The Daily Show, but... um... And he had been doing things at like Second City or whatever. It was one improv group. But yeah, I mean, there, there's like this whole commercial that came on. I think it was for probably for like a small business, like website, like a Squarespace or something. But it was listing like all these famous accomplishments throughout history and how old people were when they did them. And it was ranging from like age 47 to, you know, 80. And so uh, I, never, like, I like that message. Yep. Never too late. Yeah. Um, and I speaking of The Office, I was thinking two of my favorite TV shows of all time were both introduced to me by you. Is that um, what The Office? The okay. Office. Yeah. What a great fucking show. Um, I need to rewatch that. I'm going through like a rewatch situation right now with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and just enjoying it. Just enjoying the heck out of it. Um, uh, is it The Circle, the other one? No, I mean, I like The Circle in small doses. It's fun when we talk about it, but I wouldn't list it as one of my favorite shows. Oh, are you talking about... Um, are you talking about uh, the follow-up to Sex in the City? I didn't know there was a follow-up to Sex in the City. Oh, you are missing out, buddy. Just Sarah Jessica Parker looks uglier than ever, and she's still trying to have sex in whatever city that she's in. I I would, did not know this existed, and I'm not a Sarah Jessica Parker fan or a fan of that show, so you're on the right... Okay, you're on the right network. The show, is it Entourage or something? It, it is. You got me into that, I believe. I don't remember. I remember uh, watching The Office with you in your car. Um, when Sounds... it would, like first hook your your iPod up to the uh, the car stereo, you know? Yeah. Did you ever have one of those uh, little tape decks with the CD player? That that's how I, I... first uh, started driving. Like that was my first priority was getting one of those those tape deck converters. I cannot for the life of me figure out how the technology works to put a cassette with a wire attached to it that plugs into a CD player 
that you can play your CD through the cassette player in your car. I agree. I completely. My agree. God, we've come a long way with audio technology in those since those days. We really have. Um, that was amazing, actually, because it's not like you go the opposite way where you put a CD in with a wire on it and listen to your your old cassettes. I mean, this was advanced technology. Um, I remember I had my like Walkman CD player or whatever brand it was, you know, with like a 30 second skip protection. Oh, yeah. And uh, I love that thing. You know, talking about like technology and media consumption, we were laughing about this last night. Um, I have been working out in my garage. I painted my garage yesterday. The inside, okay. which meant every, all the shit that's inside of there is outside of the garage right now. Um, just on the side of the house, like baking in the sun. And I came across a stack of DVDs. And uh, I was laughing with my wife about this. Like I brought the DVDs out. I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to put them next to the only working DVD player that we actually have, which is a PS4. And she goes, okay, but can you like thin out your collection? I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I already done that like 20 times, but yeah, I could, I could do that. And we were just laughing about like, why, why did we ever pay to make sure that we could rewatch the same movie over and over and over again. Like you had to be into these movies, right? Um, if you're going to buy like a $25, whatever Blu-ray or whatever copy of this stuff, that's a fucking commitment. You are bringing it around. You're committing to that move, that single movie for, I guess the rest of your days was the thought at the time. And it just seems like such a foreign concept to me now, um, especially knowing like I remember going over to like uh, like uh, it was either Gary Homer or Shane McBride's house and they just had this stack of DVDs, you know, their parents did. And I bet some of them were just duds. It was like, why, why did you buy? Um, I don't know. Uh, name whatever movie. Like, you know, there there's just these random movies that um, maybe where they were on sale or something. You're like, yeah, I'll carry around a copy of that for the rest of my life. Well, I was going to say, I think I would be guilty of that because I, I don't have any movies off the top of my head, but I can totally picture myself walking through Walmart and you walk by that bin of just a hodgepodge of DVDs for $5 each. And all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I, I think I could use a copy of Shrek 3 on DVD. I need, yeah, I need Surf Ninja. Yeah, so I think that there's probably something to that. I couldn't even tell you what the last movie I purchased was. Uh, I oh. bet I purchased something like during COVID. I bet I did. But I, I, I saw a movie in the movie theater for the first time since 2014 last week what'd you see barbie oppenheimer oh how was it it was fucking incredible really two thumbs up highly recommend i recommend seeing it in imax if that's an option uh right it was shot in imax i believe he shot it uh something 70 millimeter okay um, and uh, I, I heard that the film that it took to shoot 
this three-hour epic movie Oppenheimer was 11 miles long and weighed 600 pounds. Wow. So they actually shot it on film. It wasn't just digital. Right. Damn. That's that's impressive. Yeah. First movie I'd seen at a movie theater in nine years. I was blown away. I have really bad ADHD as an adult. It's hard for me to sit down and watch a typical movie, let alone one that's pushing and is exactly three hours, I think. Uh, but I made a conscious effort to put my phone down, not be feeling like I had to grab my phone and see what's going on. Right. And three hours went by like an hour, hour and a half. I was completely, uh, I was dialed in from the first scene. Wow. I heard it's a pretty heavy movie. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a story of uh, the Manhattan Project, which led to the 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 atomic bombs in Japan. But just for a movie that is the setting is the the time period around World War Two. I don't think I'm giving anything away here, but there was only one like explosion in this whole movie. It's not like a war movie that's like filled with bombs going off and fight scenes and battles it was right. it was psychological and it was uh yeah it was a great movie killian murphy who played uh j robert oppenheimer was phenomenal emily blunt the wife of jim from the office john krasinski yeah she played a, she played his wife uh big drinker in the movie so I found my I like her a lot in real life and I really dis, disliked her character which told me that she did a phenomenal job. What if what if she came out with a movie called That Motherfucker's Not Real and she played Tiffany Gomez? Would you buy that DVD? If it was in the $5 hodgepodge bin at Walmart, no doubt about it. Now, th- that type of production is not going to you're not going to find in a five dollar Walmart hodgepodge. I think you're going to pay at least eight ninety nine. Yeah, I'm in. All right. I'm going to hold you to that. Uh, so, yeah, big, great movie. I recommend it. Uh, uh, a lot of ifs in that question, by the way. Maybe it's the mini if podcast, like the, the, the like several ifs podcast. We just sprinkle in a bunch of little ones throughout. Yeah, just a bun- bunch of little ifs. It speaking, speaking of this podcast, uh, it hasn't dropped yet, but we finally recorded with, uh, I guess, the person that we have tried the most to get to come on. Yeah, that's true. The person who seems the most willing uh, to join us, which, and he's not even always that willing. Are you talking about Jason? Yeah. Yeah, he had been very elusive. Uh, Is that who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we recorded with Jason last week. Um, I did. A, I He got into it, and I, you know, I was ready to keep it at about an hour like you and I normally do, but he just wanted to keep going, and then we went for like maybe an hour and a half, and then we 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 got you in there towards the end at a little mini sode, and he seemed to really like it. He may have he may become a recurring guest. I hope he does. I hope he does. He I'll give him his own like uh his own you know nineties two thousands R and B name too if he really wants it. 
Luther, D'Angelo, and what would flow good with those two? Uh, trying to think of some other R&B singers that were in that time period. There was Johnny Gill. There was Maxwell. 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 He could be R. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, but he put I get I let him plug his uh fly fishing sash or vest or whatever it is. Yes, did he agree to pay us for that? I think maybe in uh swag, like I think we might get some gear out of it, like a a fishing sling or like stickers of his fishing sling logo. I think he told me he's sending me a shirt and a hat. All right, all right. But he also, for our listeners, for the Big If listeners, mm-hmm. he did say that if you went and found uh, Bear Fishing Company, I think the entire site, if you type in the promo code, the Big If Pod, you get 20% off the whole site. Yeah, you can actually purchase the, the site itself for 20% off if you want to. You can site cut this guy. You can if you want to side cuck the owner of what is it uh sling slingers bear fishing company bear fishing company b a r e by the way b a r e like not like nothing like uh nude uh would be a good synonym for that well the logo for the company is a bear so that's a nice little touch but I think the idea behind the concept was that his fishing sling is supposed to be like a modern minimalist take on uh, what's what's kind of an antiquated piece of equipment with like a fly fishing vest. So he bared it down to a minimalist kind of thing and went with uh, the sling and I've never fly fished before, but I could see where this would be quite the handy little product if you're out there on the Colorado River and you're just you're trying to keep all your lures and your drugs dry and everything. It's about time. It's about time someone did this, actually. I'll give them props. Uh, I've had many ideas. We, we've had many ideas on this show um, that sound like fun, uh, but we just never, never move forward with yeah, so I, uh, as I've gotten older and started to try to make my way on my own a little bit with some ideas and some content and some things like that, I respect anybody that's got the hustle and the drive to to go out there and try to be creative or inventive, and uh, Jay's doing that with his side hustle. So check out Bear Fishing Company. Bear Fishing Company, your uh, fishing company for the bear essentials and i know he has not cut us a check yet or anything no but he will so i'm comfortable saying that bear fishing company is the official fly fishing sling of the big if podcast i'm with you i'm with you there uh that's not stepping out of line right no i mean that is uh, considering no checks have been cut that kind of is a free ad but um i get it i'm with you and i approve this message um bear fishing company is the official fly fishing sling of the big if podcast and i couldn't be prouder 
yeah. I have personally used this to catch over a hundred fish. Get out. Over a hundred fish. And not one of those fish was the same uh, type of fish, like a hundred different types of fish. There's not another fly fishing sling on the market that can do what you are describing that the bear fishing company sling did for you. Yeah. Yeah. Bearfishingcompany.com. B stands for, for big if a stands for awesome. Yeah. And then it's just really exciting. It, it all ties together. It all comes together. So get your, ass online right now i don't care if you're in traffic i don't care if you're babysitting uh i don't care if you're making uh belgian waffles right now get to bear what is it bear fishing co what what is the website do you know? i'm not really I sure because i've ordered like 10 of these what i would do is just do a search do a google search for bear fishing company and i'm confident that it'll take you to where you need to go bearfishingco.com Oh my gosh, his face is right on the homepage and the video, the bear fishing sling. He's got a net on his back. Oh, I just got like a sign up to gear up a uh, little email prompt there. Wow. This is, oh my gosh, look at the interactivity going on in this website. What a beautiful website. How's the the interface on the site? It's excellent. It's excellent. I, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm going to check out, uh, see if I can look at the code behind this. See if you made it on a, uh, like a Shopify site or what is this? Yep. Powered by Shopify. That motherfucker. He did it again. He. Congrats to him on maintaining a a real nice jawline too into his late thirties. Yeah. He, uh, we used, we didn't used to call him Jawson for no reason. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh so what else? Uh like I going to Vegas next week. You got yeah, any uh exciting. you got any recommendations for me? I haven't been in a while. Um, you know what? The last time I went was right around this time last year. Um uh, to visit a client and see the new Cirque du, Cirque du Soleil. I remember Mad Apple playing now. Man. The New York, New York Hotel and Casino. You think I should check it out? Uh, actually, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, um, they want you to like show up early, and there's like interactivity with the cast, and um, you know, if you go with somebody, you know, you can like actually walk onto the stage and get a drink at their bar on stage before the show, which is pretty cool. Uh, but it's just a hell of a show. It's like a big variety show. It's not. Like it's got its circus elements, but it's got a ton of comedy, um, a lot of music, all inspired by or from New York artists. Um, yeah, dude, it's like it's like walking in and being taken through, uh, like almost not the history, but kind of like New York nightlife through the ages a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it is a hell of a show. But that was the only time I that was the last time I was in Las Vegas, man. I, honestly, there's so much that has changed since I used to go more often. Um, there's like that big globe thing now. You know, yeah, that about? sphere. 
the sphere don't fear the sphere there's a concert you know i've been on a big concert kick lately yeah there's probably live music going on out there well there's a bucket list concert of mine that i would love to go see but i actually looked at tickets on the secondary market this morning and if i want to sit nosebleed uh the cheapest i could get in for is five hundred dollars a ticket holy crap uh katie katie perry bruno mars bruno mars actually that would be a great show i'm thinking uh i don't remember seeing usher being out there while i'm there on the surface and i've said i there's no way i can pay that like unless i win like a good little chunk of change on the first night or two i can't pay five hundred dollars to go see a concert but i haven't completely ruled it out yet I mean, I bet he puts on a hell of a show. Where is he playing? Caesars? Um, let me look it up. I'm not quite sure. Resort World. Um, but I was listening to some Bruno at the gym this morning and just bang banger after banger. Banger after banger. I've been doing uh not to suck my own dick here, but but when I found out like three weeks ago that I was going to Vegas, I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta get my shit together a little bit if I'm gonna be like at a pool party and, you know, whatever, whatever. So I've been doing like three a day workouts. Wow, wow. Diet Tiffany. Oh God, that would be so epic. Um, he's playing at the Dolby Live at Park M- at the MGM. Park MGM. Yeah. Nice. I haven't been into that property yet. Um, yeah, I'm seeing if maybe tickets are a little cheaper doing it this way on Ticketmaster rather than StubHub, but I'm going to guess no. Oh, yeah. To sit in section 406 row in, which which sounds and by looking at the map, it looks like it's about as far away as you could possibly be. Yeah, that sounds like one of those seats that's got like a giant structural pole sitting right in front of it. And before any sort of fee or anything, you're looking at $478. Jeez, and then they're going to ticket master you? Yep. Fudge. And that's getting, I would have to get two tickets, it looks like, with this transaction. It won't let me go down to one. So the subtotal right now is at 956 if we go ahead and go through with this. I would just listen to a playlist on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you get your music these days. Yeah, that's probably what I'll do. I don't think I can do that because I do want to take this kid I'm going with to a pool party. And I'm, I have a feeling that's not going to be cheap. Has, when, uh, is it going to be like on, on a property somewhere? Well, the property that we're staying at, it's actually not on the strip. It's in, uh, I guess, I don't know if that's downtown, but I think it's old Vegas is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, but it's called Circa Sportsbook and resort or something along those lines. And it's got this really cool outdoor situation. I think they call it stadium swim, but it's got like giant, screens out by the pool and you know and i think they're having a lot of different radio people out there as part of like the advertising deals and stuff and you know like i said we'll be shooting content and talking about them on the radio so i'm sure we'll do that 
pool, but that looks more like a, hey, hang out, we're in the pool, we're drinking, we're betting on sports, we're watching the game. I want to take him to, like, uh, Dre's Beach Club, where there's, like, DJs and live music, and it's more like like a nightclub in the pool, which is really not my scene, but I'm, I want to do it for him. He's 25. He's it's never been... Busters never been to vegas uh yeah i mean yeah do it get wet and wild yeah <laughs> i think i and i i maybe i might well maybe bruno will come out see you and be like you look like you've been doing three days like here are <laughs> front row seats to my show tonight and uh, by the way, I reserve. The, have you seen the lady from the plane? <laughs> have you met my friend Tiffany? Yeah, I, I. As soon as I saw you, I knew that you two would be a match. I'll tell you How what. Cool would that be? If I could go to see Bruno Mars in Las Vegas with the hottest thing going on social media right now, Tiffany Gomez, the crazy plane lady. If I could take Tiffany Gomez to the Bruno Mars concert in Las Vegas, I don't see how it gets any better than that for me ever. I would love, I, I just pictured again you there at the altar. I take you, <laughs> Tiffany, the crazy plain lady Gomez, to be my lawfully wedded wife. I would maybe think about reversing my vasectomy for this woman. You got a vasectomy? I've had two of them. I didn't know that. Yeah, I got the first one. And then uh, I decided that eh, just in case I'm going to have a different doctor clip the other uh, ones. Wow. I didn't know that. Good. Yeah. Every March I do it in the first week of uh, March Madness opening weekend. I always schedule a vasectomy so that I can just sit at home with ice on my nuts. I love that. I love that. It's like getting your flu shot, only ensuring you can't have uh, children for every year, every year. Yeah. So I've done it the last two years. Um, I've already I've started looking into this. We third buried year. this in the C block. We have buried this. No one's going to hear this and they all should. <laughs> We'll make a social media clip out of it if if we ever get on our social media again, which we will. I'm I'm pro vasectomy, by the way. Yeah, I'm pro secret vasectomy, and then you just tell your significant other, like, I don't know what's wrong, babe. Like, I've been trying to inseminate you, but it, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I just drank too much Mountain Dew as a kid. I love that. I think it's fantastic. Um, now, in <laughs> as a, a twice vasectomized male, yeah, guilty as charged. Is there a uh, does that limit the um, output at climax? Is it just like? firing i'm asking this genuinely i have no idea or is it like a um is it like just yeah is there is there a lower product not sexual drive but a lower production uh at 
the point of ejaculate? I want you to think about it like this. Okay. You know how they, uh, like a spaghetti strainer, like a strainer. Uh, yeah, like a colander. Like when you're done with the spaghetti, you put it in that bowl with holes. Yeah, yeah, like a like yeah. a hole, like holes. A col- a uh, yeah. I want you to think of a really little tiny one of those. Mm-hmm. So that they basically implant that in there. And that kind of strains out the uh, the sperm. Wow, the filtering system, huh? Yeah, it's like a it's a sperm wicking technology. Sperm wicking technology. It's like a Brita water filter for impregnation. It's a ball Brita. It's a ball Brita. Yeah. So it just it contains the sperm and only allows the ejaculate to come through there to hence there to for not allowing the pregnancy this to me illuminates how little i know about the actual actual ejaculate like uh, i'm sure that there are other materials in there besides sperm so the ejaculate is really just like like um it's like forging a river for the sperm to swim in it's not like ejaculate isn't just pure sperm Uh, no okay all right this is news to me i i am woefully uninformed about my own anatomy it's time for you to to wake up a little bit i agree wow this is this is great illuminating stuff uh yeah so you know I come to the table with not only tales of falling head over heels with uh, viral social media celebrities, but also I am extremely fluent in the reproductive system, even though I have no desire to ever reproduce. Yeah, this is a this is kind of a uh, it is very much a men's health podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's just buried in uh, other types of podcasts. What's been your favorite of our like seasons? Because we had like we had our circle season, we had our uh, chat roulette season. Yeah, celebrity net worth season. By yeah. the way, uh, it costs fifteen dollars a month to get the blue check mark on Instagram. Fifteen dollars <laughs> a month—that's one hundred and eighty bucks a year. I mean, I I understood it before, like if a celebrity wanted to get something like that to give people out there like a, you know, this is me, but I'll see people on Instagram and X that have been verified and they have like a hundred followers and I'm not follower shaming anybody, but it just seems unnecessary to verify yourself at that level. I agree. I agree. And X is the dumbest fucking name for a social platform I've ever heard. Is he just trolling us at this point? I have no idea if he's literally trying to get people turned off from Twitter. But like, why? Why? Outside of your own... I know he's owned X.com forever. And uh, he, when he was working at PayPal, he tried getting them changed it to X.com. But like, why in the world would you ever 
mess with a name that has become so ubiquitous with like news and media. Um, like it's got its own vocabulary. You tweet at people. Um, you've got retweets. Yeah, retweets. I mean, like tweet me. Um, is is a verb. It's like Facebook me or or you know, DM me or something. But like there there's vocabulary. Like it's pierced into culture around this name but because he's such a thick-headed piece of shit he's decided i'm just going to change it to x and throw away all of that uh all of that familiarity like do you do you x pretty often uh i i post some clips to some content i create on x but I'm not Xing very often. I read X more exponentially more than I X myself. There you go. Uh, that just that sentence alone like drove me crazy to hear. But now I'm gonna say it the way it was intended. I I I read Twitter exponentially more than I tweet myself. Yes. Yes. And that I- flowed way better. So much better and it just makes more sense and you know i just i um i think that was a bad business move uh but who am i i i don't i've got a fledgling business. <laughs> i like, love that adjective don't talk about your business like that but i love that adjective well just by comparison to someone who is you know i guess his dad can own like diamond mines in south africa or whatever if you were to purge a social media platform X. from society forever, X gone. Would you have said that same answer before the rebrand? Nope. What would you have said a month ago? <clears throat> I don't know, maybe Snapchat or something. Yeah, Snapchat doesn't do it for me. If I had some sneaky links or something, I could understand the use of snapchat but i don't really have a need for it i could i could never open snapchat again and i'd be i life would be no different it had it had its moment and somehow it is it has remained uh something but i don't get who's attracted to it i mean like all of its features were pretty much ripped off by every other existing social platform and so um it had like its dog and pony show uh, but it was a one-trick pony uh, show, and I think once everyone, all the other social networks jumped on to like stories, pretty much, um, it became completely irrelevant. Oh, you know what I did like was Vine. Yeah, just little short videos, like six-second clips. I love, I and I love Twitter uh, at start for I love the net the social networks that put a limitation on you like twitter used to be 140 characters yeah that was cool it made you get out your message quickly you had to like think about what you were posting if you had something big to say it it forced brevity and i loved it about that i loved that about it uh vine same idea you got six seconds to say your shit it forces brevity and like 
putting uh, that little just limit on people, like I think brought out everyone's creativity tenfold. Is there a, cause then it went to what? 280 for an X. Yeah. And now it's basically like, I've mean, seen novels. Yeah. I mean, you're posting it within the same thread on X. Ugh. Are those two cucks going to fight each other? No, I think Musk is 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 going to back out, which I he should. Because I'm pretty sure Zuckerberg Zuckerberg would kill him. Yeah, and that's the best press that Mark Zuckerberg has had for a long time. So I think uh, he's really milking it. What do you think about these, uh, like Jake and Logan Paul? <laughs> uh, I don't think about him much, but from the Logan, uh, the boxer. Seems like he's made quite a career. I mean, good good for him. Yeah, I'm not going to hate on that hustle yeah. at all. And he seems, I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to boxing, but he seems to know what he's doing in there. Yeah, he's beaten and I, I know he has not beaten like a legit like boxer boxer. He's fighting like retired MMA guys that are get, like taking a shot at boxing. But these are some tough dudes. Uh, let's see who is, I, you know, I don't even know many boxers. He uh, just fought, uh, Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz. Isn't that a big name? He, I think he was, I think uh, he was a big name in MMA. Uh, there's talk. I think of those two, maybe going to have a second fight, but maybe do MMA, which would be an interesting thing to see if Jake could hold his own in that, that setting. I think he knocked the fuck out of that, uh, ex NBA player, Nate Robinson. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, not saying I could knock out Nate Robinson, but like an ex. You're not saying you couldn't. I could not saying I couldn't. I'm capable of it. But um, an an ex professional athlete whose body has been worn down, just grinded down by their sport, does not a formidable opponent make for a uh, early twenties weightlifter. And you can X that. You can X that all you want. X it all with, over X. Which uh, which retired NBA player would you most want to get in the ring with and just light up? Um, probably Muggsy Bogues. Just because of his size, or do you have something yeah, he did? Size and reach. I think I could probably. Uh... I mean, I don't, I don't want to fuck him up. I, I want to thank him for like, uh, cool memories on the Charlotte Hornets and, um, you know, being a cool guy and, uh, you know, one of the all time great point guards. Well, but let's just say, yeah, in two rounds, just play with them a little in the first round, and then in line, line round two, it's lights out. Yeah, I'll do that whole like where you're holding his head, you know, and he's swinging out from underneath, <laughs> like you would with your little nephew. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're coming in town. Yeah, I'll be there while you're in Las Vegas. Are we gonna overlap on that Sunday? Yeah, can you bring me to the airport on Sunday? I can. Yeah, I um, it's it's crazy. I scheduled this trip to spend time with my nieces. Because I promised, uh, well, for Christmas this last year, I gave, um, I gave them like a cooking with Uncle Luther 
you know, experience. And I was going to do it over Zoom, but it just didn't, it, that doesn't sound fun to me. I mean, it sounds fun, but I don't think I'm going to hold their attention over Zoom while I'm like, well, check that steak like this and, and do the, you know, it's just in person is going to be way better. So yeah. I, um, uh, Southwest is having a 30% off flight. So I just booked a ticket and uh, I'll spend a night there in Columbia. I'll spend a night in St. Louis and then coming back on Sunday. Flying in and out of Sacramento? Oakland. Uh, I was hoping that was going to bring this podcast full circle. Uh, that's all It's all good. I mean, it's it's the Bay Area, so we'll count it. Speaking of circle... As I texted you yesterday, we might be get, catching up with uh, the great Chris Sapphire. Ooh, now there's a tease to conclude the episode. Yeah. So in conclusion, email us at thebigifpod at gmail.com. Uh, check out our newest and only uh, sponsor, who's not really even a sponsor, Bear Fishing. A partner. Partner, let's say. Uh, content partner bearfishingco.com the official fly fishing sling of the big if podcast at gmail.com there we go how about that since he's not a paid partner yet he can be the official partner of our email address yeah our email sponsor our email sponsor i think i might send a fake email into our account just so we have something to read and talk about just for proof that it works yeah i'll i'll make up an email address and i'll email the big if pod at gmail.com and i will give a review of the bear fishing fly fishing sling and then we'll prove we'll show jason be like see see what kind of see what we're doing for you and like then that. the money starts coming in i love that i love that um, is that legal what to coerce our friend into thinking that someone else is talking about him if it leads to like a business partnership where he would be like, if he, if he did end up sponsoring us. No, there's nothing wrong with it. People get <laughs> all the time. All right. All, illegal. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, Ifsters. And we'll, if you later. Oh yeah. I got to hit the end button. <laughs> oh man.